Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be answering some of your guys' questions that we've gotten over the past little while. People aren't just bakers nowadays. They are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake and then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces I mean it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking for me is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hi you guys thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah and I'm here with my mom Carrie and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this last week in the bakery was a fun week, Um, but probably the best part of it was that we had a consultation with my son and his fiance. Yay, the little brother's getting married. (laughs) So we're going to have a wedding in April, and we're really excited. And they came in and tasted some flavors and picked what they want for their cake. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's going to be a really pretty cake. We're kind of basing it on her wedding dress. So that will be fun. It's always fun to kind of take inspiration from something that's not a cake. Yeah. And kind yeah. of. And I'm, I'm excited about it because it's, it's going to be, I love all white cakes and it's going to be all white, but just really, really elegant and adorned and textural. And it's going to be really cool. Yeah. So that'll be fun. It'll be a good one. So yeah, April's going to be a busy month. <clears throat> in spite, on top of everything in the bakery, we've also got another grandbaby coming. My other daughter's having a baby the first half of the month, and then we're going to have a wedding the second half of the month, which means that my son will and his wife will be coming into town, and everybody will be here for a little while. Yeah. So should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and April, actually, surprisingly, we don't have too many wedding cakes. We've got several but yeah like our weekends aren't completely full and we've so got some nice. celebration cakes but like she said the weekends are are a little more manageable so and part of that is because we had to turn I mean we did turn some stuff down right around the time of the wedding but that's okay because we're going to talk about how important it is to prioritize certain things above our business so <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's kind of a good segue into our first question yeah so we We got several questions um, just after this last week, um, talking, asking you guys what you guys want to hear. Um, But also just over the entire course of the season, we've gotten some questions and just some, we've had some good chats with different cakers out there about their specific circumstances. And so um, we're going to just share a few of those circumstances, a few of those scenarios so that maybe um, other cakers can relate to what that caker is going through yeah. and and I think it should be a good episode and again we're always just so excited and thankful for all of you interacting and we love hearing from you yeah it's always so fun that's part of the best things about this podcast is mm-hmm. just getting to know all of you different cakers and so let's get to it So one of the first questions that we're going to talk about actually came from a few different people, and that was about balancing family and new motherhood for Savannah and our businesses. And so we we have some thoughts on that, and 
probably the biggest thought is Savannah doesn't want to come back to work. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, you guys, because, like, obviously this business has been, like, my baby. Like, mom and I have worked so hard thus far, and, and I mean, yeah, all of my attention was going to that before little baby Flora came. And now life just seems so different. (laughs) Yeah, and it is different. I remember when I first started doing cakes, I started as a young mother and I already had a couple of kids and decided that I needed to be doing something on the side that would bring in a little extra income. And so that's when I first started doing my wedding cake business years ago. And um, at that time, I did one wedding cake a week. Of course, there were some weeks where I didn't do any, but most weeks I did one wedding cake and that worked, that worked out really well for me, but I was doing it alone too. And that was, and I didn't have a separate kitchen. And so it was a little different than our situation now, but I do remember it was, it was a lot of late nights and a lot of craziness and, um, and this is going to be a little bit different for Savannah because she's actually coming to a real like separate kitchen a separate location. And that I think is both a positive and a negative because it's not like she can just put Flora to bed for the night and then do it because it's not where she lives. So it's going to require a different kind of planning. But on the other hand, she doesn't have to just put Flora to bed and then stay up all night because things will be done during the day. And will. Um, so I, I don't know whether that's a plus or a minus, to be well, honest. Well, in that scenario, I go to bed right when she goes to bed. <laughs> She's always gone to bed early, let's be honest. I need my sleep. And so especially with having to like wake up in the middle of the night and feed her and everything, it's like when she goes down, I go down. <laughs> so so. That, in that case, I mean, nothing's, I mean, everything's fine there. But yeah, it is just interesting just like seeing how priorities and life changes when you're taking care of a little person. Yeah, for sure. And I really think that, I mean, we're all in different places. Um, Some of you out there may be like me and your family is pretty much grown and you're an empty nester, or you may be more like Savannah and you're a young mom doing this, or you may not have a family at all and um, no, no kids yet or no kids at all. And so um, everybody's in different places, but I think the the key point here is prioritizing the things that are most important to you. And um, for us, it's our family and the dessert studio is a great thing because it's a blessing to our families. And I think if we ever reach a point where the dessert studio is not a blessing to our families, the dessert studio would be what goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a quote by a leader of our church many, many years ago that I really, really like. And it was, it is this, it's no success can compensate for failure in the home. And so I really think that anytime your job or your hobbies or anything that is not your family, when it starts to impede on the quality of life for your family, you have to take a hard look at it and, and know that no matter how successful your business is, if your family's falling apart, it's probably not worth it because it doesn't compensate for the failure of those relationships and those loved ones in your lives. So I just have always thought that was something important to think about because our families and our relationships and the people that matter to us definitely need to be a priority. But 
On the other hand, not on the other hand, it isn't another hand, <laughs> but in addition to that, we also need to realize that what we're doing here is often very important for us. It's very important for our families and our economic situation. So there are lots of reasons to be doing it. And so um, how do we balance it and make it work? That's that's the key. It isn't just a we do it and our family's okay or not okay and we don't do it. I mean, it's not an either or. We have to learn how to most of the time we have to learn how to make it make it work and and make it so that things aren't suffering which means what does it mean <laughs> i think i think honestly it just comes down to trial and error i think so next week april right april's next week it is yeah crazy um that's kind of like what my mom and i have talked about that's when i'll be back in the bakery and so i think more than anything it'll just be kind of seeing what our rhythm now needs to be and seeing what works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking the other day that maybe mom will get all of the baking done in the morning before I even come to the bakery. Um, that way I can kind of have a morning with Flora at our own house and, and do all of that. But then I'll come and um, put the cakes together, fill them, frost them, and then together we can decorate. While I hold Flora. While she's <laughs> hanging out with Grandma. And so as much as it is kind of like, oh, I don't want this time to end. I don't want to go back to work. I do feel very blessed that it's just at my parents' house and Flora can just be hanging out at a home that she'll come to know and and be with people that she loves. So I definitely can't complain too much, but it will just be kind of figuring out what works for us and yeah. and just making sure that I am getting the time I want and need with my daughter. Yeah. And we may have to make adjustments as time goes on. We may discover that certain things aren't working for us and we need to we need to make some changes, um, adjust the workload or something like that. And so I think it's important for us, since there's two of us that do it, it's important that we communicate and that we communicate with our husbands and that we just make sure that whatever decisions we make about the business are actually working and not um, not just taking anything and everything for the sake of taking every, everything, but, but also like making sure that we're doing the right things and taking the right things that don't interfere too much with, with family life. Yeah. So we will keep you guys updated <laughs> on what our new normal will be with a little baby in the bakery. But hopefully that kind of answers the question of how do you just strike a good balance of family and business. Yeah, I think flexibility is probably the biggest thing and being honest with yourself. If you're doing something that's just running you ragged and you know it is, look at it. Figure out either how to eliminate it or how to make it more manageable. Um, I think that I think a lot of times, I know that this is true in my life, a lot of times I'll just go with it because that's what I've been doing and that's what's expected. But sometimes we need to just take a step back and look at it like someone else would look at it. And like if I were looking at your business and saw that you were killing yourself, I would maybe have a better perspective than you do because I'm looking in. And so don't be afraid to ask people to. I mean, your your loved ones, people you care about, a good friend talk to them, get, get an outsider's perspective and then, and then be brave and make whatever changes you need to so that you're not killing yourself and not, um, not neglecting the important things. Yeah. My husband and I are huge on just 
simplifying our lives and and I think that obviously goes in your business so if there's things that you are just like my mom said working so hard to do running yourself ragged but you realize you take a step back that that's not necessary simplify your life get rid of that thing get rid of the things in your home life or your business life whatever it may be that are making your life not as simple as it could be yeah so and not as and not as stress free i mean there's so much stress that we all deal with all the time that's unavoidable that if we're bringing some of that stress on ourselves let's let's do our best to eliminate the stress that we bring on ourselves and and yeah simplify yeah one other quote we are full of quotes (laughs) today (laughs) um and this leads into actually a new question um but one quote that i love is keep the main thing the main thing and so that applies to this question um if your family is the main thing then make sure that that is the main thing and have your business be the second thing you know um but yeah that works into this question as well so we got a question that i think is a pretty tricky question you could say um how to handle dissatisfied customers because obviously as business owners we want our customers to be satisfied and we don't want a bad reputation especially if they go on and tell people or leave a bad review or any of that Um, And so that is a huge loaded question, how to handle dissatisfied customers. Um, But I think that quote kind of does kind of work into it. Keep the main thing the main thing. Obviously, we want our main thing to be satisfied customers. But at the same time, we do need to let things go. and And sometimes a customer is not going to be satisfied no matter what you do. I think there are difficult people in the world. <laughs> there are difficult customers and and the the old mantra the customer's always right is not always true. <laughs> you always want to try and treat them like they're always right. But at well, the behind end, the scenes you know that is at, not yeah, true. <laughs> at the end of the day sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes they really are just not I mean they'll look for any flaw. Yeah, they're looking to get something maybe out of it, you know. Exactly. So So just I don't know if this completely relates, but it came to my mind when we were talking about this. And that is um, so I used to write books and in some of the reviews for books, um, I would maybe get like a three star review and then they'd go on to say, I absolutely love this book, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking as the author, why on earth did you give it a three star review then? And that is, um, as as you go in and look, you realize that there are some people that no matter how good something is, they're not going to gush about it. They're not going to give you the five star review. They're not going to um, they're not going to give you the credit for it that you deserve because they just don't do that. And some personalities just don't do that. And some personalities are just difficult. And some personalities are entitled and they think that things should be a certain way for them. And sometimes you have to just be okay with them not being completely happy. <laughs> yeah. And obviously just do what feels right to you. If you feel like, okay, this customer needs a full refund, then so be it. Or they need a half refund, then so be it. But just do what feels right to you and also take pride in yourself 
don't let customers just because they're a customer walk all over you. I think yeah. I think that's an easy thing to let happen just because we want them to feel happy and them to feel like they are right, you know. But don't let customers or just people in general walk all over you and yeah. I think as a business owner, we can let that happen pretty easily. And so we need to just stay strong as to who we are and not let not let these people get to us because yeah. there really are some people that are just going to find something wrong in everything. They're not going to be happy no matter what you do. And I think it's a hard thing. It's a hard lesson to learn. Um, I I think we judge people by ourselves. And I think most of us tend to want other people to be happy. And so we actually would refrain from saying things because we don't want to embarrass someone or make them feel bad. But if a customer does come to you, look at it fairly and look at it objectively. Did something happen that shouldn't have happened? Or did you deliver something that maybe you weren't proud of or something? And if you feel like you need to do something to fix it, then do it. Um, but once you've done it, you've got to let it go. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest that's things. The biggest thing. <laughs> it's really easy to let a bad review or a complaint from someone define how you feel and suddenly you're like oh I'm not good at this or maybe I shouldn't be running a business or I'm not cut out for this or whatever and that customer should not be defining how you feel about yourself and your business if you are running a good business and you're working hard and you're delivering a quality product then don't let that isolated instance and, and I know, I mean, when I looked at reviews, I could have a whole bunch of really good ones, but it was the one bad one that really like ate at you and you thought about for days and don't let it, don't let it happen to you. I mean, just let it go. Once you've made your, um, whatever you needed to do, if you needed to do something, once you've done it, let it go and be done with it. And I think that that's, that's really, that really is probably the hardest thing. Yeah. And just remember that most likely for every bad review, you have 20 other customers that are super satisfied and happy. And so yeah. you need to just focus on the good and keep that the main thing. That's right. Working to make people happy and the one person that's not happy, just move on. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's remember, remember the people that come back again and again to you because they love what you do. And those are the people to focus on and those are the people to to keep happy and let the other stuff go. Water off a duck's back. Exactly. So moving on to the next one, and this one was interesting. Um, I'll just go ahead and read what they um, wrote to us. When I started my business a year ago, I planned to just do cupcakes, but now I've started to do birthday cakes, and eventually I would like to do wedding cakes. The problem is my business name is clearly focused on cupcakes. I feel like it's time to rebrand, but I don't know exactly when the right time is, and I don't want to confuse my current and future clients. Now. <laughs> now is the time. <laughs> now is the time. And that I think that's so true. Oh, my goodness. How many of us start a business or name our Instagram page or whatever, and we're focused on one thing, and then as we go and we learn new things and and we figure out what works, our Instagram name just doesn't quite fit anymore or the name of our company doesn't quite fit anymore. And I think that the longer we put it off, then the longer we are entrenched in that first name or that first branding. And so I would say my advice would be, and I'm not, I'm not a marketing expert, but I would say the sooner you do it, 
the sooner people get used to your new branding and the direction you're going and they'll go with you. If you've got followers that love what you've done so far, be honest with them. Explain what you're doing. You're expanding your business. You don't want to just simply do cupcakes or whatever it is that you do and 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 go with it. Your, your loyal customers will follow you and as you focus on the things you want to focus on, the new people will come. Exactly. We always say that if you're passionate about something, then it will work out. And so if your passion is moving on to something else, then don't be afraid because it really will work out. And if you're just stuck in the thing that you're not loving at the moment or that you're just kind of there because it's what you started with, then I think people will definitely notice and you won't be as passionate about your work. And so just, yeah, as cheesy as it sounds, follow your passion, follow your dreams. And and really now is the time to do it. So yeah. And we've talked a lot of times on here about flexibility in our businesses and being willing to shift gears a little bit and go a different direction if that's what is working better for you and what you're finding that you love and you're good at. And so your branding needs to go with you. And that doesn't mean that you should just switch your branding like every few months when you get a new little whim. But if you are sure that this is the direction that you want to go, if you're sure that you want to be doing more than cupcakes... If you're sure that this is where you would like to be in a year, then don't wait a year to do it. Do it now. And then when a year comes, you'll have a year of correct and appropriate branding behind you. And um, and you will have gained new people that are ready to go with you that direction. Yeah. And I think that also applies to pricing. I mean, we weren't planning to talk about pricing today just because I feel like most episodes we <laughs> end up talking. <laughs> we end up talking about that often, yeah. but it is such a tricky part of our business. Yeah, but I think that's true with pricing. If we feel like, oh, I can't just do it in the middle of the month or whatever it may be, and you hold off until a new year or you hold off until some specific time, then you're just kind of shortchanging yourself. You're shortchanging your business really now is the time to act and and if anything sure let your followers know like I'm updating my pricing if you want current pricing now um go ahead and do that but come next week there will be new pricing you know and so just I think transparency is vital in running a business and making changes to that business um letting your followers and clients and people who have been loyal to you know and understand what's going on but do what is best for you and don't hesitate. I mean, really, yeah. just go for it. <laughs> yeah. I There's um, there's a lot to be said for good communication. And I think that that good communication to your customers, if you explain your branding, your, your customers will understand what you're doing. They'll understand why you're doing it. Same with pricing, if they understand why you're doing it and it's not just well, it's been six months and I want to make a little more money. If they understand why, that things are more expensive now, deliveries are more expensive now because the cost of gas has gone up. And I mean, there are people, our customers live in the real world. They know what we're dealing with. And if we're honest with them, then they will know why we're doing what we're doing. And so the why is always important. The why we do our business is important. The why we make the changes in our business is important. The why we want to rebrand is important. And if we share that with our customers, I very much doubt that 
any of us will lose really any customers by by doing that. And especially if you let your present customers know, don't worry, I'm still going to be doing your cupcakes for your events or your birthdays. I'm still more than happy to do those. I just want to do more than just cupcakes. And that's why I'm making this change. Yeah, for sure. Um, Also, that being said, what mom said about gas prices are higher and things are costing more these days, you know, Um, definitely take a step back and look at your business maybe every few months or half a year, whatever it may be. But look at your business and jot down the numbers, see what is changing, what is getting higher, what is, you know, just look at your numbers and make sure that you still are making what you want to be making. Right. Because make sure you're profitable. Because as always, I mean, I think for most of us, we're doing this. Sure, some as a hobby, but if we're doing this as a business and if you're taking the time away from your children or, or you know, just taking the time as if this is your full-time job, then it needs to be profitable. So definitely take a step back every now and again, look at the numbers and make sure that you are making what you want to be making because things change in the world yeah. and, and delivery. Yeah. I mean, gas is way higher here in Utah. So, Oh, it's gone up like a dollar, about a dollar 40 just in the last couple yeah. of months. It's My little Subaru, it used to cost like maybe highest was like 30 for a full tank. Yesterday it cost forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's it, it, and those things have to be factored in. Yeah, they just have for to sure. be. We we can't just carry the 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 brunt of those. We we need to we need to be sure that we're making the necessary adjustments. All right. Next question. If you hear heavy breathing, Flora just woke up from her nap. <laughs> and she's looking so bright-eyed across the table at me. It's very cute. I wish you could all see it. <laughs> okay. And we got another good question. And I really like this question because you all know how I feel about social media. <laughs> oh, it's such a love-hate relationship, and I kind of hate it. But... um. I won't even read the whole thing and just talk about what we talked about with this specific caker. But she was talking about how she is not a huge fan of social media and marketing on social media and being on social media. And how she always has these good intentions of posting and stuff, Mm -hmm. but then she'll look at her social media and realize that days and days have gone by and she hasn't gotten anything up. Yeah. And I think that's the case for <clears throat> a lot of it. I A lot of us, I know that's how it is for me sometimes. <laughs> but she was just asking um, how we can market not on social media. So how we can get followers, but not followers, like number-wise customers. Get customers, because <laughs> truthfully, unless you're just, uh, unless you're creating social or content mm-hmm. on social media, Unless you're a content creator, followers that don't translate into customers really don't. They look nice, but they really don't mean that much. Yeah. And so, how do you how do you gain customers even if you're not doing a ton on social media? And honestly, social media is it's just so frustrating because when I did cakes before, I was just, I paid, (laughs) bless you. I paid a certain amount every year and I was just in the phone book. And so customers could find me and I was as busy as I was wanting to be at that time, just by customers looking in the yellow pages for me. Boy, does that date me. You're old. (laughs) (laughs) And now there are no yellow pages. And so what do we do? So 
that is really hard because social media is really it's really a huge powerful tool but if you're not able to do it or you're not succeeding at it or you don't want to or you don't want to ways (laughs) it is a frustrating thing so we have started um we have started investing in google ads um that is one way to be sure that customers are finding you and i hate throwing money out there not knowing if it's going to work or not but we personally have found that at least as far as wedding cakes and birthday cakes goes um our google ad has been pretty effective and so um we have cut back how much we do since now we show up on search engines and stuff so my recommendation would be to throw as much as you can at it up front so that it can move you up the search engines and then you can dial it back a little bit when people are finding you and when your presence is more out there and so by dialing it back i haven't noticed a big difference in the numbers that we get so I think that, and who knows, maybe they'll change the algorithms or something and and that will all change. But for now, I would say, look at your budget and throw as much budget as you can out there and then dial it back slowly and just kind of examine it and see where your sweet spot is, where where it's working. Well, that's the nice thing about Google Ads is they're not constantly changing. You know, how Instagram, they're always changing, how people will view your posts and all of that. Google seems to be pretty consistent. Um, I don't think they're majorly... Hi! Hello, Flora wants to say hi. I don't think they're always just, you know, toying with us like Instagram does. And so um, Google Ads is definitely a good way. Um, And then also um, the Wedding Wire and Knot, that's a good way to market um, specifically to brides. It's a good way to at least be seen. We have seen limited success with them. A lot of people, we spend time responding to them and then never hear anything again. But it's definitely more than paid for itself by those that do respond back and that we do end up booking. So so those are both options. Now, if you're not doing weddings and you're just doing birthday cakes, um, you can focus on your Google ads. There are there are shows that you can go to. When we first started out, I think we did about, how many shows did we do? Like probably half a dozen shows over the first year, year and a half. And then once our search engines got to the point that we didn't really need it so much because we were getting enough through Google and our website, then... Um, we haven't done shows the last few shows that we had been doing and I don't think we've missed it. We're really busy and I don't think that we have have missed that extra income. But I do think if you're just starting out, it is a great way for people to find you. It's a great way to be in contact with brides that might not ever have the chance to find you if, if you're not up there at the top of the search engines. So I think that... Um, I think that those are all ways to to initially get out there until until your website and the the um, internet traffic is coming to you on its own. Yeah, and I'm no professional when it comes to website and website design and SEO and all of that, but make sure that you do have a good website and make sure that um, the SEO is good and that the keywords are good so that when people type in those keywords into Google, even if you're not doing a Google ad, your website will still show up, whether it be 
super low, which is usually the case towards the beginning, but it'll still show up if your keywords are there. And so definitely work to make your website a good website with good SEO and all of that. Yeah. And be patient. I mean, we've been doing our Google ads for at least a year and a half now, and um, we're, we definitely have seen success from it, but the whole business angle of Google, our site, like when you look for wedding cakes and you can see like different bakeries and stuff, we just barely showed up on the map, like just in the last, I don't know, maybe six weeks. So be patient and, and know that all of this is not in vain and it will eventually come. And, um, we talked last week about, um, the car and marketing with that stickers or whatever it may be so that's another option too i mean instagram and social media is not the only way and don't feel like it is the only way yeah and just there's other ways to do it yeah and 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 you can find success ask friends and family to share the word too i mean word of mouth is huge. word of mouth is a, a gigantic part of finding good loyal customers that that stick with you and those don't necessarily come from social media. A lot of times those come from your mom's friend. Their daughter is having a, a birthday party and they need something. So make sure that you're not, I mean, I I know sometimes we're kind of embarrassed to sound like we're tooting our own horn, but if you enlist friends and family to share about your business with other people and if you show them um, things that you've done and I, I mean, just... Be your own social media, I guess is what I'm saying. Rather than having to put everything on Instagram, if you're not wanting to go that route, then then be your own social media and share what you're doing with other people and ask for them to share with their friends and family. And um, and eventually it will it will pay off. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that just about covers it. Um, if you have other questions, we love to respond just through messaging. Um, and we also love to talk about these topics on air. And so let us know if there's anything you want to hear or learn or know about. Or if there are people you'd like us to reach out to for interviews, any, anything like that. We just love hearing from you and we want to make this as focused as we can to what you want. Yeah. But... Hopefully that was an enjoyable little episode. I know it was for us. I love just talking cake (laughs) and thinking of ways that we can all improve and be more successful. And so I thought it was a fun episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed too. And again, thank you for those that did put in those questions because that's what leads to these great discussions. So So next week we will be talking to Shalise from Shalise Bakes Cakes. And that should be a fun episode, too. So she is a home baker who is doing a YouTube channel. And she's just kind of, I don't know, she's kind of doing what I think a lot of us are doing. So it'll be nice to talk to her and get her perspective. So thank you to all of you for listening. And thank you to Corey for all of his work behind the scenes. And we look forward to next week when we will continue to talk cake. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.